It's me, Roz. Oh my God, I had such a good weekend. I got to have a little bit more Greg and Dana Newkirk in my life because they had their Phenomena Con, which is their digital paranormal conference. And it was so fun. First of all, you guys loved their appearance on the show, as did I. Oh, they're just so cool. And they've created this amazing community. And they do this paranormal conference. It's the third time that they've done it since the pandemic. And unfortunately, if you missed it, you won't be able to see it. It only, it only lived for a very short amount of time. And I was the final speaker. And I mean, I guess you could say I was a speaker. I, I, was, I was trying to channel the most scholarly side of me possible. But I had such a great time and got to meet a lot of wonderful people. Welcome if you're new to the show. I also just recorded another Patreon episode. For the time being, I'm going to do this every single week on Patreon. I'm going to do around 40 minutes a week of me learning about paranormal phenomena. I'm open to different topics that anyone wants to throw at me. I'm learning a lot. I've done two full episodes now. No commercials. It's me learning about paranormal stuff and finding the humor in it. And I'm going to cover all different kinds of stuff. So for the time being, I'm going to do it every Thursday, just as these episodes drop. They'll drop on Patreon there. In addition to my videos and bonus clips from each episode patreon.com slash rosdresfelez today is a listener episode and as always if you want to be on one just shoot me an email at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com put in the subject line listener episode and give me some bullet points about your stories you don't have to to spend way too much time typing everything up don't worry about that just give me an idea of what we could talk about and then we'll, we'll talk about it We've got a great one today. We've got Damien, who lives in a house with a ghost in it. Heather's got a couple of great stories. Went to an abandoned psychiatric hospital in Korea. Rachel has a house in the family where there's, there's some stuff going on, let me tell you. And then I talked to Caroline, who shares some stuff on behalf of her mother, who works at a haunted hospital, and it's spooky so i hope you enjoy if you want to hear a little bit extra this week on patreon from this episode i talked to damien about going to savannah georgia where there's ghosts that's what they say there's ghosts there and all kinds of cool paranormal stuff all right it's time for another listener phone call extravaganza on with the show I am joined by Damien in New Jersey. Hello, Damien. Hello. How are you? So good. good. I mean, with, when you have that name, 
Yeah. I mean, do people bring up the omen? Always as a kid, always. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. And I, you know, I, I grew up in the seventies, so it was just always people checking for sixes on my head. And, oh no. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I was actually named after the priest in the exorcist. Stop. True story. Yeah. Whoa. Damien, yeah. that is crazy. I guess I never even put that together that the priest and the exorcist. Damien. Yeah. Oh my God. Father Karis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. Well, Damien, I want to hear some ghost stories. And you sent me a lot. Okay. So I don't know. Where do where do we begin? What, what where do you want to go? I had all this, yeah. I guess we should talk about the ghost in the attic that okay. we Okay. So you currently have a ghost in your attic. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I feel like he's been here a long time. Um, I guess when my husband and I moved into this house nine years ago and our neighbor got married and she had a little reception in the backyard and our other neighbor was there, an older guy named Guido. And he, you know, we were just chatting and he said, you guys know about um, the, the guy who killed himself in your attic, right? And we said, no, we were never told this, you know, not that it really mattered, but um, you know, it's a, it, <laughs> what's well, like um, how do you work that in as a realtor like yeah. all right sign here and right. i'll just say you know someone killed themselves in your attic yeah. bye it wasn't even it wasn't even the previous owners it was the owners before so um it's it's cool um we're open to this kind of thing so anyway we're like fine um this is when we had first moved in and t- the story is that this young man it was the early 90s he contracted he got hiv from where I don't know. Uh, and when he found out, he committed suicide in the wow. attic. This was his family home. His, he lived here with his parents and I think other siblings. Um, and, you know, he died. He hung himself, I believe, in the staircase going up into the attic. Now, the attic here is my husband's sort of office, you know, his man cave, sort of. So the, he's, he's up there all the time. Uh, and he sees this guy all the time up there. Yeah. All the, (laughs) and he sees him like like a person or he sees him like, you know, well, the other day I was sitting here, like my, my home office is right. The staircase lets out right into my home office and I'm sitting here and I hear him go, Oh hell no. Like, (laughs) and, and I, uh, he goes, there was, there's a, this, you know, his name is David. David uh, was hiding behind, you know, those exercise things you hook up into the wall or whatever, you know, like you, the, you know, like you have a home gym kind of thing where you connect it to your door frame or whatever. Yeah. Like with a chin up thing no. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That I'm right. Sure. Exactly. I'm always we have that. And it's it. in yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So are we, it's, it's like, it's sitting in the corner <laughs> collecting dust and covered in clothes. So he's, <laughs> David this is hiding behind this thing, sort of peeking out at my husband. I, I, I'm convinced he's obsessed with my husband. <laughs> um, so, yeah, John just sees him all the time, and he's just a presence. Like, oh, by the way, yeah, your, your podcast is definitely haunted because... <laughs> and I didn't... I, like, I, usually I'll listen to a podcast while I'm in the kitchen cooking, and whenever I... 
I was listening to your podcast, I would feel this presence in my kitchen behind me. And I would always sort of look over my shoulder. There's nothing there, but I sort of feel something. And then at a, you know, a later episode, I someone had mentioned that your podcast is haunted. Like it, it's only when I listen to your podcast am I getting this sort of I don't feeling. know if I like that or don't. Like I there's a part of me that kind of I'm like yeah. I'm kind of honored that the ghosts yeah. are into it, but at the same time I just don't want that to make people be like, "Oh hell no, I'm not listening to this. I don't want ghosts popping up." Um, um Yeah, I think it's cool. Let, let's let it be. You know, as long as nothing well, bad So happens. when that neighbor told you about this guy, yeah. did he know from the owners in between you uh you know between the person that killed themselves and there was somebody else lived there and then you did yeah, they yeah. have stories or something not that i'm aware of not that i'm aware of at all nobody said anything to us and it's a good energy it's not you know there's nothing bad going on yeah it's just like he's here he's a little obsessed but um with my husband. Does he mainly but just because, appear or just, or are there, are there other <laughs> things going on? Well, that's where I was going with this. So we opened up a store here in Maplewood in New Jersey and my, shout it my out. husband's like always shout it out. It's called Remerch. It's a, it's an awesome store in Maplewood, New Jersey. Thank you. Um, my husband's like, we, you know, you open a business, he's obsessed with it. He's always there. He's there like through the night, moving stuff around and whatever he's doing. Um, so I'm here at the house and I fall asleep one night and I wake up and there's just that, just a male presence in my bedroom staring at me. And so backstory to a little, just a step aside here for a second is that, um, my mom passed away about a few years ago, a few years back, and she had been sending me signs and things. And my, my husband's cousin is a spiritual healer. And he said, just ask before you go to bed at night, ask that, ask her what it is she wants. And she'll tell you in a dream. Mm. And she did. It happened. I woke up in the middle of the night after seeing her in a dream and she had a message for me on a piece of paper, <laughs> but that's another story. Um, anyway, I saw this guy standing in the bedroom. So I'm, it's just a shape. It's very, it's very non-descript. So I said to him, okay, I'm going back to bed. I don't know what you want, but let me know. So I go to bed and I have this dream. And I go downstairs in the dream it, and go into my dining room, heads toward, head towards my kitchen. And he's, there's a shape, a man standing in the kitchen doorframe. And he has no face. He just it looks kind of, sort of like silly putty, you know, like a, a non-face, like no eyes, just like if, if someone had sculpted a face out of silly mm-hmm. putty. But he had a mouth and they said to him, okay, what do you want? And he said, is John here? That's my husband's name. Is John here? And I said, he's not here right now. But I was so scared. (laughs) I picked up a spoon (laughs) off of the dining room table and I went to stab him. (laughs) (laughs) um, And he just vanished. I woke up at that point. But (laughs) that was... I'm assuming that was him looking for my husband. Wow. So he really he my... is interested in your husband. I really feel like this ghost is obsessed with him. So basically, <laughs> and people do tend to he get came to visit you like in person yeah. and then you went to bed. You told him, tell me what you want. You go to bed and he's yeah. like, I just wanted to know where your husband is. No, seriously. <laughs> what do you want from me? I want your husband. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Interesting. But um, yeah, and he's always around. And, and he was standing, you know, like he was standing in that dream in the same place where he's usually standing when I'm listening to your podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when you listen to my podcast, do you grab a spoon and turn around? Seriously, right? I keep a spoon in hand. <laughs> Not the huge knife I'm cutting on you. But I mean, you're so you guys coexist. It seems, you know, it doesn't sound like a bad thing. We're very happy here, all three of us. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cute. It's cute. Well, okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, what about going to the Stanley this? Hotel? Oh, yeah. I went... In September, I think I took a trip to Colorado just to get away. And, you know, I figured let me do some ghost hunting because that's what I like to do every now and then. So I said, let's do this. Let me do the Stanley. I went by myself. Um, I was there. They put me in room 219, which is not the Stephen King room. The, <laughs> the Stephen King room is 217. So I was two doors down. <laughs> But every time I came out of my my room, there was a crowd of people standing there getting the tour. It scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Uh, anyway, nothing happened. Oh. But until the last mm. day, when I'm packing my stuff to leave, and um, I had a, a paperback copy of The Shining with me, just to kind of, you know read it while I'm there and sort of absorb, absorb it and, you know, make the connections to the, to the written work, you know, cause it's different from the film. Um, so I read, I read the book, I finished it and I was packing up to leave and I was like, what should I do with this book? Let me just leave it here for the next person. Sort of as a little, you know, a little nod, you know, like it's the shining year at the Stanley. Um, so there's a chest of drawers. I opened one, the top drawer. I put it in the top drawer close the top drawer. I turn around to start filling my uh, suitcase with luggage, with uh, clothes. And I turn around and the drawer is wide open (laughs) (laughs) with the book in it. So I figured, I was like, this is just like, it's the drawers on rollers. So it's just kind of open because I had opened it, you know, uh, and then semi-closed it. So I sort of closed it a little better. I, you know, you press it in and then it stays. I turn around, <laughs> I come back and the drawer's opening. I do it again. And then I watch the drawer. I watch the drawer open itself by itself, even though I pressed it closed and it never opened before the three days I was there. Oh my God. So yeah, I said, I, you know, a friend had asked me, did anything happen while you were there? And I was like, not really. And then I told her about this and she was like, well, that's something. <laughs> I mean, is that so? Is it the kind of place? I mean, I know I've like looked into this place many times but i've never been but is it a kind of place where there's kind of ghosts everywhere i mean sure there's some rooms that they say are more haunted than others but yeah you know you're not really safe Um, from ghosts anywhere there is there are other buildings where there are ghosts that uh this guy died here but you know doing this what like and then in the hotel itself there's the one room 217 where stephen king stayed and was inspired by a dream that he had there. Um, earlier on in the history of the hotel, that room had exploded. Oh. I, I, I don't know. So, a maid died or something. Like someone, I don't even know if she died. But um, 
there's there's like they you could take a ghost tour, which is what I did, and they tell you the stories of like this, this, and this, and this. You know, it's cute. It was it was it was pretty good. It was interesting. I want to go so bad. I, I almost it. went by myself uh, during like kind of uh, well, like slightly after like we were able to go out and do things. Um, yeah. But I was like, I'm not gonna go by myself. I'm gonna be do too it. scared. But now I'm no, kind of inspired. Not- Oh, it's it's awesome! It's beautiful, and it's like it's it's right outside the Rocky Mountains. So you just you, you know you go tour the Rocky Mountains during the day, and you come back to the hotel and take a ghost tour. It's it's awesome. I've been ghosted too. Hello, Heather in Nova Scotia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So good. Oh my God! What have you got for me today? All right. Uh, well, I'll start with my South Korean story. Okay. Um, so this happened about five years ago. I was teaching English there. Um, so I was just looking on the internet for stuff to do. Um, and then I came across this abandoned psychiatric hospital. Um, and like the pictures, like it's just terrifying. Like it's straight out of a horror movie. Um, so it's called Gonjium Psychiatric Hospital. And it was abandoned in, in like the early 90s. Um, so I was doing a bit of research and it's pretty popular. Like people would go and walk around, um, like take photos and all that stuff. So I thought, well, why don't we check it out? Um, so we went one weekend, so I'll just preface it by saying, um, so there's rumors or folklore that it was closed because, um, doctors you know were experimenting on the patients and then like some of them were dying mysteriously Um, anytime you look into an old psychiatric hospital it is so dark (laughs) Um, and then there's rumors that the hospital director was clinically insane himself and he was treating them as prisoners so there's a lot of backstory Um, but then at the same time you do have um, reports that it was just due to like septic tank issues or like administration errors that like that's why it closed so it's like you can either go the route where it's like terrifying and like murders and things or you can kind of go a bit more the mundane like rational thing to be like oh it just closed because the building was not in great condition anyway still spooky um so it's about 40 40 minutes south of seoul um, so it took us about two hours to get there and there was like decent um, directions online and everything. Uh, but the locals in the town really don't like you going. Um, so it's kind of, uh, you know, not really encouraged. Um, so myself and two friends went. Um, so we took the bus, took public transportation. So by the time we got there, it was kind of like 4.30. Um, and this was in February. So like it was, you know, getting dark a bit earlier kind of thing. Um, so we were doing well with the, um, you know, directions to get there. And then we get to the gate, and it's all closed off, like you're not allowed to go. There's signs everywhere saying like, trespassers will be persecuted, like there's fines and there's uh, cameras. So we, and I don't know, I guess we just got mixed up with the directions. So we were supposed to go past the gate and then there was a little bit of like an opening that you could go through. But we were getting a bit worried because like, well, we don't want people to see us. We don't want to get in trouble. So we kind of backtracked and there was an empty lot. So we're like, okay, well, we'll go up this way. We'll go up the big hill and then we'll find the hospital through there. So we go up. Um, we ended up kind of getting a bit lost, like through the thick woods. Um, 
up the hill. And then, I mean, it really is in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's not like this building's around like a bunch of other buildings or stuff like that. You are anyway, so much so more big than me. I would never in a million years. But it's one of those things that I'm not like, but if I'm with people, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm scared of the dark. But if I'm with other people, I find like I'm a lot more brave because it is fun. Like it's fun to be scared. Um, but yeah, so then like we're in the woods and then all of a sudden it's like a clearing. And then we just see like this abandoned building. And like it hit me. Like I was like, I am currently about to enter like a horror movie. Like I just, the building, it was incredible to see because you're just like, this is the perfect set for us to get murdered or for something terrifying to happen. Like, I just couldn't believe it. It was straight out of a movie. Um, anyway, I would re- really recommend anyone to look it up for the photos. Um, yeah, Gondium Psychiatric Hospital. Um, so we see it and we're like, oh, cool. Like, we finally found it. So we go down. Um, and so one of my friends who was with us, a big, like six foot four um, big guy he was like I'm totally not going to be scared like I won't be scared at all like we're definitely going in like it's all fine and I'm kind of like okay like we'll see how we go um so we look inside and we're like looking at it um and all the windows kind of are all broken uh, like it's really really run down um and so it's pretty easy so there's like a ground floor um and then there were three levels above it so we thought, well, we're in the, we're a bit of the backside. So we'll just go in through, there was like a door that was broken. So we went through, so we're in the ground level and we're looking around and it's crazy. Cause it's just like everything, it's like they literally t- picked up and left one day. Like there's beds, clothing, like um, artwork, like filing cabinets, telephones. Like it was just really eerie. Cause you're just like, it's just like they just left anyway so we were in there is still there you know you would think that people would rummage and steal it all well yeah because pretty much it was what like 25 years later that we were visiting it like it's been abandoned for a really long time um and there was like graffiti and stuff um so we were looking around like it's really cool uh and luckily, I mean, the sun was going down a little bit just because it took us so long to actually kind of get there. Um, so it was starting a bit of like that eerie feeling, like, you know, um, dusk. And so all of a sudden we just hear this like really, really loud bang. And it was right on top of us, like right like in the ceiling above us. And like it, we all just stopped in our tracks and was like, oh, like, are we not alone kind of thing? Like is someone else here? And it was loud enough it honestly just sounded like a bowling ball falling off of like a table. Um, so caught us by surprise. You're like, Oh shit. Like what are we? Okay. Also, um, I so we went the floors or ceilings or anything. That's so <laughs> scary to hear something above you. Well, yeah. Cause we just assumed that we were the only ones there. Like we didn't see anyone else around. Um, and we weren't expecting that. Like, I don't know. Um, so we went out the side, like onto the other side and like my friends freaking out. Like, I mean, we all were like, we were all just like, what was that? And then you kind of try to rationalize it and you're like, you know, it probably was just like a cat or, you know, I don't know, something just fell. Um, and it's important to know, like, it wasn't windy at all. Like there was zero wind, um, that day. And so like we're outside and so my friend was like, yeah, is anyone there? Like, hello. And so he says it in Korean as well. Cause we were like, well, if it's like a person or a spirit, like chances are they, they might not speak English. So as soon as he says it in Korean, 
Like, um, is anyone there? And literally a door just slams, like as hard as it can, right beside like the window that we were at. And so like, we just ran, <laughs> ran to the front of the building. Like I could not believe it. Um, and I mean, it could have been a coincidence, but I just think like the fact that the words had just come out of his mouth and then it was like a door slamming, you know? Oh, I would be um, out of there. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we were like, okay, like that's odd, like two loud noises kind of thing. So we go to the front of the building um, and like my friend, like he is not doing well. Like he is saying like prayers and he's like, we can't go in there. Like the spirits are going to come back with us. Like this is how bad things begin. And so I'm, and I agree. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to anger any spirits or anything that's there. But at the same time, like we did travel all this way to get there. So I'm like, well, let's, you know, like, let's just take a minute, reassess and like slowly maybe go in it kind of thing. Um, so finally, after a little bit, um, and like my friends, like, is anyone there? Like, hello? We didn't hear anything. So I'm like, okay, like, let's go in. So we went into the ground floor again. And again, like this building is massive, like it's huge. Um, so went into the ground part again. And like, we're finally feeling a little bit more like comfortable kind of thing. And then again, like right above us, like we hear another bang. And this was the loudest one that we heard. Um, and it was kind of like two almost, like it was like bang, bang. And again, like you could really know that it was right above us. Like it wasn't just like some distance noise or like the other place. Um, so again, like we just went outside of the building because we, it was just so creepy because you're just like, what is this? Like, I want to know, but at the same time, I'm petrified and I, I don't really want to know what this noise is. Um, and so at that point, like my friends, like I'm not going in this building, like no way. Um, and I, I mean, I can understand it too. So we were outside and I had convinced um, the other friend. I was like, well, let's just walk up the steps to like the first level, you know, have a peek in it kind no, of thing. No, don't do it. Um, <laughs> so we were holding on to each other and they kept saying to me like, oh, just go in by yourself, go in by yourself. I'm like, come on. I'm like, I'm not going to go in this terrifying building that's like considered one of the most haunted places in, in Korea like on my own, like I need to have someone else with me. Plus there could be um, a human up there. That would be way scarier. I know. And that, and that's the thing. Like, I think there's a few options of what it could have been. And I really think, I mean, it could have been a person or it could have been something paranormal, but I, like, I definitely don't think it wasn't an animal or anything. Cause it, it was just really, really loud. And I think the fact that it all happened like where we were kind of thing, like yeah. it's just, I don't know. So anyway, so we go up the stairs um, and again, like you're looking through the hallway. So all the windows are broken. Um, the door was just, there was no door. So we could easily look through and it was still light enough that like you would think that light would get through, but it was just total darkness. Like you look down this hallway and it's pitch black, mm -hmm. it's just so scary. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were kind of like peeking our heads in and like, it's just oh, the eerie feeling that comes over you. And then we heard just like a scratching noise. It wasn't a scratching. It was like someone had a really long stick and was just like walking like down the hallway, like dragging it. Oh, God. But it was long enough because there were like there were lots of trees around, but none were close enough. I mean, 
there weren't any windows anyway they were all broken um but it wasn't like there was like a tree banging against a window and you know you get that noise and it was just really really steady um so at that point we we you know you kind of peek your head in the bed and stuff but he was like no I can't we can't do this like it was just we didn't want to be part of a horror movie that day um and so that's where I feel like we kind of chickened out like we didn't you know really go through it but I mean I guess it was probably the smartest thing to do I mean we all survived but you know and at the time you don't really think like you know what is this um because you kind of just rationalize it in your head or you know but looking back now or like really processing it I'm like I just don't know what it it could have been yeah, it sounds like you've weighed a lot of the options, and uh, I'm here to say that that was indeed ghosts. <laughs> and that's it's weird because like well, we didn't really actually even like see anything. Um, we just it was just you heard it, you know. Um, until like I was looking into a few other you know stories. Of, um, someone else I knew, he went at nighttime, and. I mean, I just can't believe that anyone would in their right mind do that. Like at night, it was scary enough during the day, but no, thank you. No. Um, But, um, and so other people say um, that, you know, they see shadows. Like there are, like there's been a lot of ghost hunters um, or, you know, places, people that go and visit it and, you know, do all that stuff. Um, And then a lot of people say, you know, they hear slamming doors, um, like shadows, uh, you know, stuff dropping, um, like scratches on doors and things. So like there's definitely, there's spirits in there. Like I think you can't dispute it. Well, next time I'm in the neighborhood, I'll stop by. <laughs> yeah. So there's a horror movie filmed in it, which I haven't watched yet, um, but I'll have to. And so actually the building since has been demolished. I just found out no the other day. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Because I, you know, it, it did gain a lot more popularity. So I think a lot more people were going to see it and everything, but they just thought, no, we'll, we'll tear it down. Damn. Yeah. I'm sure people on the yeah. internet just like fell in love with it and taking pictures and yeah. Instagram and all that stuff. I follow a lot of like yeah. abandoned building accounts on Instagram and it's, it's pretty insane. Yeah. Well, I want to hear uh, your other story about your Australian boyfriend? Yeah. So he's now my husband. Um, yeah. Yeah. Best. So, yeah. So we met in Australia. Um, and then we were like, well, let's go home and, you know, you can meet my family and all that fun stuff. So we came home in July. Um, it's a bit of backstory. So my best friend in the world, she is always so paranoid that, like, she's going to move into a house or an apartment that, like, someone's been murdered in or there's, like, um, hauntings or anything like so she'll always ask the landlord like has anything funny happened here anything bad like and I mean we always kind of tease her about it because it is a funny like you feel a bit silly asking the question I don't um, I shamelessly ask that <laughs> um but this time she didn't so they it wasn't the landlord it was like a friend or something that was showing them around so she didn't really get a chance to ask the question and of course like she calls me, I don't know, like six months later after they're living there, so upset. And she's just like, this is the house. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this is the house. And so there was a murder um, 
in the city. And so it was a woman who like had went out that night, um, you know, out to the bars and then just went home with the guy. And then he like brutally murdered her. And it was, it was terrible. Um, you know, it really tore the whole um, city apart. It was just so heartbreaking. Um, and so she, they had moved into the, the apartment where it all took place and they wow. didn't know. The one um, time she which, didn't ask. Yeah. The one time, like I just, what are the chances, you know? <laughs> so she was really upset, but they decided, um, you know, rent was so cheap that they were going to fill the place with, you know, good energy and make good new memories in that building. Like, even though, you know, something terrible had happened. Wait, how did she find um, out? So good, they found out because one of their friends was watching the news and then it was like a photo of the crime scene and it was their apartment. Oh so he messaged them and was like, uh, just so you know, like your apartment's on the news. Um, yeah. Wait, so it wasn't wait, a very but good like time. their apartment, like not just the building, like their exact one. Literally the exact one. Wow. That they were living in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, good on them. Like they decided to stay and, you know, they staged it and, and everything like that. Um, yeah, so we, we went to visit and I was a little bit creeped out. Like I was like, oh, like, and they, she really wanted us to spend the night. Um, cause she's like, oh, I just really want to see you guys and all that stuff. And I didn't want to be rude. So I was like, yeah, like we'll stay the night for sure. Um, so we had a little get together. There was like, I don't know, eight or nine people. And so we, it was just like a little house party, like very casual. No one was going out or anything. Um, so we had some people over and we were hanging out in the living room, like where it actually happened, um, like the murder. And so everyone was like, okay, like a fun night, but we're going to head out. So everyone went to like the front of the house, like where the front door was to leave. And me and my boyfriend, we were on the couch, we were exhausted from the jet lag and everything. So we fell asleep. And I was totally like unconscious, didn't hear a thing. Um, but my boyfriend at the time, he so he was laying there and he was in like that half asleep, half like awake, half conscious state, you know, like where you're drifting off, but you can still kind of hear things or you're a bit aware. Anyway, so then he, well, so he hears high heels like coming down the hallway and going like right to him, like right through the living room. And it was loud enough, like he woke up because he's like, oh, like someone's here. Like someone came into the room and is walking around. And then like he opens his eyes and like nobody's there at all. Like no one in the kitchen, no one down the hallway. Like everyone was at the front of the house waiting for their Ubers. Um, and so he didn't luckily, so we slept in a different room. We slept in the like front uh, bedroom because I was like I'm not going to sleep in the room I just would feel too creeped out anyway so thank goodness he didn't tell me that story <laughs> until the day after because I wouldn't have spent the night there um and so then we were like well like no one was wearing high heels you know like it was a casual summer house party like everyone was wearing flip-flops or sneakers kind of thing um and we checked with people like we we're like you know are you wearing anything like that would make loud noise and they're like no like not at all and no one was around was this like a hardwood floor um, or something yeah yeah so a hardwood floor and he's just adamant like he is very skeptic like he doesn't believe really in anything um so it really kind of jolted him to be like well what was that like i heard you know i heard someone walking and it was distinctly like the loud noise of high heels you know 
And um, so we, I didn't tell my friends the story because I didn't want to like scare them while they were still living there. Um, so, you know, I kept it to myself and then they were moving out. And so, you know, then once they moved out, I told them. And so it turns out, you know, they had a few odd things I think happen. Um, but, you know, like they kind of brushed it off and were just like, well, we're making good memories. But um, so she was really upset about leaving because they stayed there for like an extra two years. Um, you know, she was getting really nostalgic and sad about leaving their first apartment together. And um, so they were sitting in the living room, the same one that it happened in. And they were, you know, watching TV and on the coffee counter, like in the middle of the coffee counter, um, they had their remote and it was on top of a book. And then like, and it wasn't close to the edge. And then they just said, they both watched the remote just fall to the ground. Mm. And so they were kind of like, oh, that was weird. And they were talking about how they were sad and everything about leaving. They, like, she was like, oh, I don't want to leave. Like, it was a mistake. And so they were like, okay. So they picked up the remote, put it back, um, you know, kept trying to pretend things were normal. Nothing happened. And it happened again. Like, they, and they were not touching it. Like, they said, like, it was a flat surface. Like, it wasn't anything sloped. It wasn't, you know, almost falling off anyway. And it moved and it fell off the co- like the coffee table again. And so she thinks that it was the, her spirit was trying to kind of like scare her a bit to be like, no, like you need to leave the <laughs> yeah, house. Like, exactly. it's, it's okay. Like I give you my blessing, like go, go on. <laughs> that so ghost that's is like, you know what, lady, stuff. I spent two years <laughs> hiding in a closet because I didn't want to upset yeah. you. I had to one time sneak out <laughs> with my gorgeous high heels on just to say hi to a human. And I am sick of hiding. I'm ready to live my true yeah. self. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so those are my, well, those are my two big stories anyway, that, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you can really kind of be rational or, you know, justified or say, oh, it could have been this, could have been that. But I think there's some things that you just really can't explain. Yeah. (gasps) There's a ghost in my house. Hello, Rachel in Los Angeles. How are you? Amazing. How are you? So good. Okay, my Los Angelino neighbor, you have got some stories. And yes. I, I was reading through your email, and it started from the moment you got here to this earth. Um, this story of when you were a baby. Can you share this? Yes. And I'm really into the paranormal. And I think I realized while writing that email that this is probably why. (laughs) Um, Because when I was born, my mom kind of had a difficult birth and my shoulder got dislocated, but I came out okay. (laughs) And when I was born, my grandmother went to go find her father who was still alive at the time. And unfortunately, when she went to his home, he had passed away. And she had found him passed away, which was crazy because it was the exact same day. Who knows exactly when, but he, they always told me growing up, he like gave me life essentially. And, um, it was just a really crazy story. Um, but what was even weirder was one night 
my mom and dad heard me wake up, but I was like making noises, not crying. And both of them were like, huh, that's kind of weird. So they got up and went to my room and saw a full apparition of him standing over my crib, like playing with me. And my dad was not into this stuff. So when my dad told me this, I like just really believed it because it's kind of a crazy story, but my mom always told me it growing up. Um, and it just is, I mean, I never got to meet him. I, I do need to ask her like, am I like him? Like, is he, am I him? Like, I don't know. It's really, really crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Because I I had a situation with some people I know where a very like pretty much the same thing happened. Grandfather yeah. died, and then a new baby was born, and and they kind of you know theorized or whatever in their mind or whatever yeah. that he kind of like started over in the child. I mean, maybe kind of crazy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, maybe a psychic or somebody would tell you that. I know. I've only gone to a psychic once, but I should probably find a legit one and ask that question. (laughs) Yeah. No, just have them bring it up. That's what you got to do. Yes. Think in my head. I want you to bring this up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so you also grew up in a haunted house. So is this the same house where that happened? No, actually I, so when I was really little, my parents lived in like a really bad area. And then my dad is an immigrant and my grandparents were immigrants and we, um, combined to live together in a nicer area called Yardley, Pennsylvania, which is Pennsylvania. I feel like is super haunted. (laughs) Um, it's just so old and, you know, we lived right near Washington's crossing and all this revolutionary war stuff. Um, so we all moved in together, the six of us, and I never really thought of it as haunted and, but you know, multiple things have happened there. And also like right before we got on, I was thinking about my grandparents lived downstairs and we lived upstairs and there was this hallway I had to go through to get to their, where they lived. And I used to always run through it because it creeps me out. So there must be something there, but my mom still lives in that house. And I still visit it. So it is still our family home. Um, So the one thing that happened to me there was when I was a teenager. So since six of us lived in the house, it was so busy all the time. There were so many people there. But when I was a teenager, I remember I got home from school and my, I guess my brother was still in middle school. So it was just me weirdly. And my grandparents must've been out. My parents both worked full time. So that wasn't unusual. And I got home and I was getting ready for work, I remember. And I took a shower. And if you live in an old house on the East Coast, you might know this. We had a septic tank. We didn't have public water. And so if someone else turned on the water while you were in the shower, it would go cold. And like instantly it was freezing. So I was in the shower and that happened to me. And I thought, oh, my grandparents are home. Like I did not think anything of it. So I got out of the shower, I go into my room, I close the door. And as I'm getting dressed, there were like three really loud knocks on my door. But I, again, thought it was my grandmother because she was always nosy and stuff. So I was like, I'm getting dressed, granny. Like I literally like screamed that. (laughs) And then I heard nothing. And I realized we, of course, it was like wood creaky floors, (laughs) like so many noises in this house. Right. (laughs) And I realized I never heard someone walk up or walk away. And I was like, wait, 
in the middle of getting dressed, I think that hit me. I was like, wait a second. And I opened my door and there's no one. And you know, I so literally like, in yes. your mind, you're like, they're just standing there just quiet. Yeah. In my, yeah. In my mind, I was like, wait, I didn't hear the creaking of the floorboard. Like everything creaks in oh, this house. That is everything. So creepy. Cause it's all wood, you know, it's very old. Like, and actually it used to be on farmland where like everything around it was farm. And this was like the farmhouse. So, um, yeah. So then I remember I ran to like my front windows, which is where we used to have like six cars in the driveway at once when me and my brother could drive. And there's not, there's only my car in the driveway. And I'm like, Oh no, holy shit. <laughs> like I'm alone. And I even went downstairs to my grandparents and I, I even went outside and checked if the hose was on. Like I thought maybe the hose accidentally went on. And then I just realized like, okay, that was something. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it was something. Oh. Um, and then I never experienced anything again, but I don't know if it's because I, that I wrote in my email, my grandmother was really religious, like overly religious. And she played worship mu- music like 24 fucking seven. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, and she lived her, where her stereo was, was right below my bedroom. So I could hear it all the time too. Like it would come up through the floorboards and it was just like constant, like chanting, not gospel music. It was like worship music, you know, so if the music's not um, on, then the ghosts come out. I guess. I don't, know. I don't know, but it was very rare for me to ever be alone in the house. Like, because it was just so many people. Right. Um, and then my, sadly, my dad did pass away in that home. Um, like five years ago. And my grandfather also passed away, not in the home, but while we lived there. Um, And since then, so my mom is more of a believer. She was raised Catholic. I wasn't. I was raised more like Christian Presbyterian, but so she's afraid of like demons. (laughs) Like she's like afraid of that stuff legitimately. And she believes more and she's had more experiences. Um, and she it would be so embarrassed because she's like, don't tell anyone. No one else will like believe me. <laughs> so she still lives there and she now lives there completely alone. But what and did she she's, say? We won't tell anyone. <laughs> so she recently had an experience with, which coincided with my friend, which I find really interesting. So my best friend from LA had never been to Pennsylvania and we had always planned to do like a trip in October and go to all like the scary things there. Like there's the Pennhurst Asylum and the Eastern State Penitentiary. Yeah. Really big thing. So we did that. We went there for a week and we did all this fun, like spooky stuff. And, um, while we were there, my friend was staying in the downstairs, which is now like a guest suite, which is where my grandparents lived. And she was getting changed and she saw in the, and at the, it's at ground level. So through the window, she saw someone walking back and forth. The shades are down, but she can fully see, you know, a person walking back and forth. And she, it's just like me. She thought, Oh, Donna, my mom is just down in the backyard. Like she just didn't even think about it. Right. And as she finished getting dressed, I think my mom or me yelled down to her and said like, oh, we're making tea. Do you want any? And she realized like we weren't in the backyard. <laughs> so she, by the way, didn't tell me this until after we left. because she, I guess she didn't want to freak us out. Um, and but there couldn't I, have been I, anybody else back no, there? No, because it's, it's a massive backyard. And when you're in where we live, you look down on it. Like our house is built on a hill. 
Oh. And it looks like a ranch from the front, but in the back is a huge pool, like massive, totally open space. And I think she even asked like, oh, we're gardeners here. And my mom was like, no, <laughs> like no one was there. And I do, m- part of me thinks it's my grandfather. I don't know why I think that, but we, you know, we lived there for so many years, over 25 years and he lived to be 88 and he had Parkinson's. So in the end, he wasn't neurologically like there. And he loved that backyard. Like he had a pond, he did stained glass. He like bird watched. He like used to save birds back there. So I don't know. Part of me feels like that might be him. Uh Um, But who knows? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else. I have no idea. Um, But when I told my mom that that happened, um, she was like, oh my God, the other night, I didn't want to tell you this, but she said she was sitting on the couch and like in full like form, she saw a little blonde boy peek out from the hallway corner and look at her like inquisitively, like, what are you doing? And yeah. And she like really freaked out. (laughs) And, but my, my dad and my pop-up were both blonde little boys. So that's what makes me think, like I've heard on your podcast, people deciding to be children and and things like that. So I don't know what that is, but I'm like, you know, my mom like felt like it wasn't threatening, but it scared her. Like it was like a, like a very, not like a see-through boy. It was like a boy. Like, what are you doing in my house? Get out of here, little boy. Yeah. But I, my mom is doing a lot of renovation. Mm. So I know that can be a thing, right? When you renovate. And this house hadn't been renovated for so many, like over 20 something years, you know? Well, but so, I mean, so I don't know. back when you had your experience, yes, let's not forget about those ghosts or wh- whoever that could have been. I Yeah, I don't know. Would you like to hear an EVP? Oh my God, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's time for EVPs. Or EV, please. Okay, so you know how this works. I go to YouTube. I find alleged ghost voices. And uh, we're going to try to figure out what it's saying. And this one, it has a lot of background noise. It's probably hard to hear over Zoom. But I think it's a good one. Uh, But you'll, you'll have to tell me what you think. It was posted by Hybrid Solace Paranormal. And um, I don't know where it is. Like, let me see here. I think it's in the UK, Bristol, I believe. Um, There's a little bit of an explanation that I can give you after we we figure out what it's saying. Okay. But, okay, what do you think this says? Okay. Oh my god, I have no idea. I know. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Wait, is the is the loud noise the ghost? No, the loud the noise is the not the ghost. There's like someone okay, I could hear the background. Yeah, there's like someone in okay. the distance saying something over the loud noise. Okay, so we have to tune in. Here we go. My god, it sounds like it's saying a lot. I know, it's like a sentence. Which it sounds like a woman. Usually we get like a word or two, but this one is like yeah. telling us a full story. It sounds like gossip. <laughs> right? Did you <laughs> hear what does. she just said? Um, wh- yes. Yeah, I can't make it out, but it really sounds like a woman like talking on the phone. Right. Okay. Let me play it <laughs> yeah. one more time. Okay. 
It's like, yeah, I really can't make out the words. Okay, well, here's some options. One of these is what okay. Hybrid Solace Paranormal believes it says. Uh, is it A, I would rather be sleeping? Is it B, mm. our road leads here too? Is it C, I don't think you do? Or D, what are you up to, sweet cheeks? Okay. Let me play it again. I don't know why I feel like the, it might be the first one. <laughs> I don't know why um, I think that. I would okay. rather be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, let's listen to it again. Okay. I would rather I be sleeping. I feel like that's what it says. I know. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe it's because I think I hear that. But Okay. They believe it says yeah. our road leads he- there too. I mean, that's more like ominous. Okay. Let me play that again. <laughs> Okay, yeah, now I hear too. it. Yeah, now I hear it. It makes more sense when yeah, you... Yeah, it makes more context. Yeah, with the yeah. context, <laughs> which I know that kind of sounds unfair, but I, it's uh, to make someone listen to that without knowing the context. But, yes, but, but it okay. also adds to the, I don't know, the Mystery. legitimacy of what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so th- they wrote, before this recording, I was talking about two places in Bristol called mm. Feeder Road and Arnos Val Road. And uh, th- is this lady giving us a clue to the road where she? Yeah, used she's to like live, our road. Perhaps? Our road leads there too. Ooh, very creepy. That might be what she's saying. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Well, Rachel, I guess that's about it for this time. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so great to talk to you. It was wonderful talking to you. <laughs> we'll have to do it again sometime. So yes. Let me know next time something happens. For sure. <laughs> Caroline in Canada. How are you? Hi, Roz. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. I am too. Okay, so we got some stories here. I hear you got yeah. some that your mom told you that are secondhand stories, which I love. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, So these stories are from my mom who works at an objectively haunted hospital uh, in our hometown of Kitchener, Ontario in Canada. Um, So there have been many people over the years trying to investigate this hospital um, and the hospital is super fast to shut it down. Understandably so, like they don't want to draw any scrutiny and an actively running hospital. That's probably not good for for PR and fundraising, if you know what I mean. So Yeah, and also um, it's like it's, people don't want to not go to the hospital <laughs> if you need yeah, to go to yeah. a hospital. It's understandable, um, but it's just a place where everyone's got a story. So it's, it's not surprising at all to have paranormal activity in a hospital where the general uh, patient demographic is pretty elderly. It's a long-term care hospital. Um, but fact that, the fact that there is one ghost dominating the whole hospital is what makes this all extra spooky. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to start, there is kind of an old portion of this big hospital. Um, it was built in 1916 as a tuberculosis sanatorium. Um, and the true story is that um, a young nurse named Francine, sometime around that era, um, she accidentally gave a little boy boy in the hospital, um, an incorrect medication or incorrect dose of her medication. Um, and the little boy tragically died. And nurse Francine later died by suicide in the nurse's residence, um, which is now a maintenance like outbuilding on the property. Um, so to start the big list of stories, um, the, this ghost of nurse Francine was seen several years ago um, in this residence turned maintenance building. Um, a staff member saw 
her from outside looking through the window. Um, and she was washing her hair in the sink. Um, and he rushed off to go get help. And when they all came back as a group, there was no sign of anyone having been in that building at all. Oh, I have never uh, heard a, a story of a ghost washing her hair in the sink. That's yeah. pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, she was very comfortable in there, I guess. Yeah. So um, so my mom has been working at this hospital since 1989. Um, and over the years, she has heard countless stories from people from all levels, from patients, nursing staff, doctors, administrators, people who had had no way of knowing all of this folklore backstory. Um, they've reported seeing a woman in an old fashioned nurse's uniform and a little boy in like the old timey dungarees overalls outfit walking around the hospital and getting into mischief. Uh, so the rumor is that when patients see nurse Francine and especially this little boy, um, they frequently pass away soon after. Um, there have been stories wow. of patients yeah, there have been stories of patients uh, asking nursing staff to like tell this little boy in my room to to get out of my room and stop bugging me. Um, or recently, a few months ago, uh, a patient was told by their nurse to sit down on their hospital bed, and the patient was like, uh, "I can't sit on this bed. Like, don't you see this nurse lady sitting up on this bed, taking up all the space?" <gasps> and there was nobody there. Oh my um, god! So Do people ever see them together or just separate? I think often separate. Um, the the little boy um, frequently around um, the patients who are mostly elderly in this hospital, um, and I think Francine is more seen by like the staff, um, kind of in the the non patient parts of the hospital. If that makes sense. Wow. Um, so this nurse Francine has been seen walking around the hospital's like outdoor courtyard, um, and it sounds like the majority of these stories kind of happen when people are just busy going about their day, doing their hospital jobs, and something seemingly innocent kind of happens. And then in retrospect, you stop and realize that, hey, something was really off there. Um, you don't think of seeing someone just sitting peacefully on a courtyard bench until you kind of realize after that, like, okay, their clothing was way off for the time period. Like something's not making sense here. Does she wear like one of those little hats? I hope so. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the white dress for sure. Um, another story was a few years ago, um, there was a st uh, story of a nurse um, she was taking a photo at a work party. She was holding up her birthday cake in her nurse's, like, modern nurse's uniform scrubs. Um, and in the photo that's been kind of circulated around, my mom showed me, um, they noticed there is a very small, like, childlike hand reaching up to grab the cake. And it looks just as clear as as the lady's own hands oh uh, herself. I know. Yeah. There have been, like, dozens of stories. But the one that completely gives me chills is um, a few years ago. One of my mom's coworkers was walking in a stairwell alone um, during the middle of the day. One of those like industrial metal concrete stairwells. She passed a nurse going the opposite direction, carrying a big box of bandages. And, you know, when you're busy going through the workday, you just kind of say a polite hi and passing. And you don't really notice the other person. You're just kind of moving on. Uh -huh. So after my mom's coworker stopped to think about it, she realized the lady walking in the stairs was wearing the old white dress uniform that nobody would wear anymore. And that her response to whatever she said, hi, good morning, whatever, was like a low groaning kind of sound and not a hello back. She didn't really notice at the time. And after thinking about it, it was like, Ooh. Uh, so Francine is, she's a very bold ghost. She's not afraid to be seen, which makes it even uh, creepier. Um, there have, yeah, there have been um, several like technological kind of based stories, such as uh, patient machines all malfunctioning and alarms going off at the same time. Um, the sounds of like chimes going off at midnight in the administrative office area floor, but nobody could find a source for the sound. Um, one of my mom's coworkers a few years ago, she was getting calls at home um, in the middle of the night from her own desk phone. 
And it's so an old kind of office phone that only she ever used with an old phone with no way to accidentally call someone, let alone the exact personal number of the person that uses the phone on a daily basis. Um, another story was uh, a year or two ago, one unit had to call an ambulance for the patient. So this hospital doesn't have an emergency department. So if something really dire happens, they call the ambulance to go to the big hospital in town. Uh, so the paramedics took away this patient. I unfortunately don't know what happened to them, but uh, a week later at the exact same minute, exactly a week later, uh, the paramedics showed up and everyone was kind of like, oh, what's going on? We didn't call 911. And the paramedics said that they received a call at the exact same time for the exact same situation. And nobody has any explanation of where that call may have come from. Um, I don't know why my mom still works there, but it's only a matter of time before she probably has a direct encounter herself. Um, there are so many more stories. Everyone who works there seemingly has a story. So I'm thankful that my mom can always uh, pass them on to me. Yeah, well, with like a hospital, it's there could be so many other energies lingering around. So, I mean, it's pretty incredible that there's those two, but who knows? There might mm -hmm. be more. And she's just kind of considered, she's like everyone's coworker. It's just, everyone's got a Francine story. And so now it's just when every, anything happens, you're right. It's just automatically attributed to her. Somebody hears um, a win or a patient feels that their window is open and the curtains are blowing around. Someone comes in, they're not there. They're like, Oh, that must be Francine again, that she's just up to, <laughs> she's right. up to no good. Or that little boy's up to no good around here. Um, and I think that the little boy seems to be more of just like a little mischievous kind of little boy, busy energy. Whereas Francine does seem to be a little bit more of a, of a negative presence. People feel the presence of somebody kind of watching them from behind, or she doesn't seem like maybe the, the friendliest one to have around. <laughs> yeah. With her low grown voice. Yeah. No, that, no but, Hey, there. she's <laughs> got clean hair. She's got that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Pro V. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I want to hear about this girl's trip that you were telling me about. Okay. So, um, so just sorry, I've never been any kind of like sensitive with any paranormal abilities myself or anything, just like a healthy fear and respect for the ghost world. Like, you know, like I would never look in a mirror at night, if you know what I mean? Um, so my sister who kind of features in this story is a total skeptic and she just kind of rolls her eyes at any fears I've had in the past. Um, and this is ultimately really a story of my family ignoring maybe some subtle signs from the other side, but then getting like a real wake up call to get our attention. Um, so this story happened to my family in 2017 um, at a resort just north of Toronto. Um, and it's my favorite place on earth. It's my happy place. And it's been a tradition to visit this resort every summer since I was a little kid. Uh, my grandmother, my mom's mom, who we all call granny, um, she started this annual trip with all of the women in our family, my mom, my aunts, my sister, and now our kids are part of the group. Um, so our family had this big um, hotel room in this big block of the resort. Um, and it was really special to our family because we were the first family to use this room kind of experimentally as a hotel room. Um, it was used as part of a big banquet room or meeting room before us. Um, and it's the size of two really big hotel rooms put together. Um, it's a big open room with like a little partition down the middle, maybe a six foot tall partition uh, separating the bedroom side and the other living room side with like a sofa bed TV. So the important part of the story is that my grandma used the sofa bed on the living room side. She was like a night owl who was always cleaning up after us and after we went to bed. And uh, we were used to hearing the, her shuffling around newspapers, magazines, cleaning up our stuff. Um, and my granny was the only one who ever slept on that side of the room. 
And since she passed away in 2012, nobody else used that side of the room at night. Um, and then another like really weird note about my grandma is that we used to always tease her, you know, about, you know, old lady hair, old lady fashion, things like that. Um, and her line was always, well, I can't wait to come back someday and look down at all of you and see how, <laughs> how cool you are as old ladies, you know? <laughs> um, so, so the afterlife was just always a topic that's very loosely joked about with us. Um, so in 2017, we were there for a full week. Um, and I was in the room with my sister and two of her kids and my mom and my aunt were across the hall in like a regular size hotel room. Um, and then throughout the week, my sister and I, we just experienced some weird, inexplicable things like the digital clock between the beds occasionally just started stopping on its own, no explanation. Um, and after going to bed every night, I was hearing the sounds of papers shuffling on the coffee table on the other side of the room. Nothing was being like affected by the AC blowing, no explanation. Um, and then I was also experiencing hearing the sound of like shuffling footsteps on the carpet that sounded like they were starting on the living room side. And we're coming around the partition and stopping right at the side of my bed. And it just kept repeating over and over. Um, we tried to like debunk it. We couldn't find any source, not the air conditioner unit, people upstairs, nothing. So we were a little creeped out. So do you ever have like that feeling, Roz, where like if something creepy, paranormal explained happens, it's sometimes just easier to like joke about it than actually acknowledge like how freaked out <laughs> you truly are. I mean, yeah. You're just trying to anything. Yeah. Um, so we all just joked about that, like, oh, when my grandma went to heaven, like, obviously, this is a place where she would spend her afterlife, you know, living it up in a five star resort is where I'd want to go uh -huh. for sure. Um, so nothing up to this point was like super dramatic, no like loud sound thing getting thrown around, nothing getting thrown around. But it just sounded like someone was just kind of casually living their life on the living room side of this hotel room, like, as if my granny was just there taking care of us at night, like she always did. Um, so Midway through our week there, uh, my sister Sarah, uh, she went to the spa on the resort and a woman working there who did not know us at all, had no way of knowing anything. Um, she asked Sarah if she was open to hearing about messages from the other side. And I can picture my sister uh, internally rolling her eyes, but being polite to a fault, she was probably just being nice and was like, yeah, sure, open, interested, sure. <laughs> um, so the lady asked Sarah if she had recently lost a grandmotherly figure in her life. And our grandma on our dad's side, the family had recently passed away. So she mentioned her and the lady was like, no, no, that's not it. And after some back and forth, the lady determined that our granny spirit was following my sister around the resort. It's a little creepy. Um, and apparently my granny communicated a message to this lady who, again, knew nothing about us, had never known that we had been there before or whatever. Um, my granny had told her that she was so happy to see that we continued to come back to the resort after her passing and that she was just happily following us around <laughs> watching us enjoy our vacation. Um, I think the lady even figured out that her name started with an R and her name was Rita. Um, so now like if this were me, I would have totally lost it. And I would have asked this medium lady like a million other questions. <laughs> um, my sister was totally cool about it. And when she told us about it later, she was just kind of nonchalant like, oh, huh, isn't that so funny? Um, so again, like we just kind of joked about it to avoid acknowledging that like, yeah, something might actually be kind of up here. Um, so I guess when we pushed away the thought a little too much, um, I think the universe just decided we need to like a real wake up call here. So on our final night in that room, um, just after going to bed around like 10, 1030, I started hearing a weird shuffling footstep sounds again. And I just had my face like buried in my pillow trying to ignore it. 
Um, and when the footsteps sound kind of stopped again, right at the side of my bed, I heard a whisper voice say something like a hey or like a one syllable kind of thing that you just kind of do to get someone's attention. I think it was hey. Um, and I just instantly relaxed because I was sure that it was just my sister who must have been awake and needing me for something around the room. And at the exact second that I turned around and realized that nobody was there, at the exact same second, I tell you, my sister did the same. We both did the same, like kind of caught in your throat, gasping scream from her bed on the other end of the room. At the same time that I heard the voice whispering to get my attention, she felt someone touching her shoulders in her bed. Kind of like pushing her down almost. Yeah. And I knew it was serious because it's like my sister to get spooked by anything. Uh And she was at a 10 out of 10, just like me. Um, And we also noticed that that exact moment was when the uh, digital clock between our beds was flashing midnight again. So we hightailed out of that room so quickly, uh, even carrying my sister's little one-year-old baby in his playpen (laughs) crib (laughs) to our mom and aunt's room across the hall. We had never been so freaked out by anything. In retrospect, like it didn't feel malicious in any way, but just like, trying to get our attention. So we can't reconcile if maybe it was like our granny's way of like getting it through our thick heads to actually notice her or maybe some other kind of entity. I don't know. Oh, it was um, just granny saying hi. Well, I hope so, but I don't want to, you know, get too into it maybe if it wasn't. But um, so we didn't go back in 2018 or 19 because those were the years when I got married. My daughter was born. We had too much just going on. So in 2020, when we went back, that room had been mysteriously closed for renovations, quote unquote. Um, And last summer in 2021, it had been converted back into a meeting room after nearly 30 years of no longer being used for guests after 30 years. So, which is so weird because being the biggest room in this hotel block, it's the biggest moneymaker. So it feels a little fishy to renovate during the busiest time of year and then not even use that room for guests. But I don't know if there's any connection or if that's just my conspiracy theory. Wait, so what do you think? Do you think that Granny is always in that room? Well, I don't know, because then if anyone else ever noticed it, then my fear is then that maybe it wasn't my Granny and there was something else then. I don't know. So we have heard other stories from guests and staff like at the resort with just small things like people reporting that a TV going on and off by itself or um, there's a lounge bar in the main lobby area, and apparently it smell, smells like cigar smoke at night. Um, the old resort resort owner um, that the bar is named after was a big cigar smoker. And of course, like smoking indoors hasn't been a thing in decades here in Ontario. So there's no explanation for that. See, um, the internet when, has some. Yeah, sorry. When you say that, okay, so you heard somebody by your bed say, yeah. hey, and then your yeah. sister felt someone. So like... What is that? Are there two different spirits or entities or whatever? Or is it one with really long arms that reached to your sister and was exactly? And then that makes it feel like it makes it feel like it maybe isn't as you know warm and cuddly like granny thing if it's something that's trying to like touch us at night. That so it's really hard to reconcile. Like, do I go all in with these? lovey-dovey feelings of excited like oh that's so sweet it's my granny or is it like oh I experienced something that was maybe not the nicest I don't know it's that kind of makes it kind of a mind bender here (laughs) whoa thank you so much to Damien Heather Rachel and Caroline if you want to hear a little bit extra go to patreon.com slash Ross for last full episode this week on there I'm talking again about Catholic supernatural stuff it won't be catholic stuff every time just the first two episodes and then we'll figure out what next week will be 
Please subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. Rate it five stars. Leave a five-star review if you like it. You can leave a ghost story there. You can leave a ghost story in the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. You could email me your listener stories at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode. If you like me and you want to take a break from my spooky side, you could go to my Instagram at Roz Hernandez, TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. We'll be back next week. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Bands Audio, a podcast network.